Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Brothers and sisters, and let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you for the opportunity we have to gather in your presence to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we pray for your leadership, for your guidance. We pray that you will teach us and let your word come and let it bring light into our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, for your presence here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. And you are all welcome. Amen. On behalf of the presiding bishop, I welcome you to the Bronze North Branch QFC. Amen. Well, this afternoon, I want to continue sharing with you from the book, Attempt Great Things for God. Attempt Great Things for God. Amen. Not for yourself. You know, there are so many things that you have been doing for yourself, but now we want you to attempt certain things for God. And today I'm sharing with you from chapter 6 which is attempt to love God. Amen. Attempt to love God. Hallelujah. Say attempt to love God. Amen. Now, how many of you love God? Let me see by show of hands. How many of you love God? Wow. Why don't you clap for yourselves? Oh, clap for yourself properly. Because you understand why you have to clap for yourself. Amen. So now, if you love God already, then it is almost as if this message does not apply to you. Because to attempt to do something means you are not doing it. Isn't that so? If we say attempt to love God, it means you are not loving God. You are not doing it. Or it also means it is difficult to do it. Hallelujah. It is difficult to do it. So the best you can do is to attempt. So if you love God already, it's almost as if this message does not apply to you. But I think this message applies to all of us. Even if you think you love God. Hallelujah. And verse number 35. It says, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, 
which is the great commandment in the law. You see, a lawyer asking him, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus was not a lawyer. So now the lawyer was asking this question to tempt him. Are you listening? He says, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Hallelujah. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That means on these two commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor, hang all the laws and the prophets. All the writings in the book, the Psalms, the um, Old Testament, all the prophets' writings, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Habakkuk, Haggai, all the prophets, they hang on these two. Hallelujah. That you love God and you love your neighbor. Amen. So there was no better person to ask this question than the son of God who came down from heaven. Isn't that so? Jesus himself to answer a question like that. And he really did answer the question. Jesus made it very clear, very clear here that loving God is completely different from loving your neighbor. Amen. That loving God is different from loving your neighbor. Loving God is not the same as loving your neighbor. Hallelujah. Jesus made it very clear. He says, Thou shalt love thy Lord, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. First and great commandment. There is not greatest or greater. This is the first and great. Nothing compares to it. Are you listening? There is no other love or there's no other commandment that is great or that is equal. And then he mentions a second commandment. He says the second, the second in the commandment is this, that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. So loving your neighbor is a commandment and loving yourself is also a commandment. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Loving your neighbor is a commandment. Loving yourself is a commandment. So loving to have a good job is a commandment. You have to love yourself. Loving to have good things is a good thing. To, you have to do it. Loving to have a nice car means you, have a, you love yourself. Loving to have nice children, dress up your children, dress up yourself, is a good thing. But this is not anything like loving God. Hallelujah. 
And this does not come before loving God. Jesus says there is a great and a first commandment. Are you listening to me? Or you don't understand the message? So loving God is not the same as loving yourself. It's not the same as loving your neighbor. You may love your husband and you may not love God. They are not the same. You may love your wife and you may not love God. You may love the church and may not love God. You may even love your pastor and not love God. And you think that because you have a good relationship with your pastor, you call your pastor, you love your pastor, you visit your pastor, you do things for your pastor, you help him, you help with the ministry, makes you feel that you love God. But Jesus is saying, they are not the same. They are not the same. Amen. There are many people who love the church, but they do not love God. There are many people, they love the church, but they do not love God. Hallelujah. There are pastors who love to preach and love the importance of being a minister, but they do not love God. Amen. There are people who love to sing. They love to sing, but they do not love God. And when you see them singing, you will think they love God so much. But this is not the same. Are you listening? Yeah. There are people who love, there were people who were in the choir. They just love the glory and the beauty of the choir. And they did not love God. And we can see it now. I mean, since the pandemic, we have really seen who loves God. How many people have backslidden. Many people are backsliding. Many people are backsliding. And it's because they didn't love God. They did not love God. They loved the church. They loved the fellowship. They loved the friends that they met in the church. And when that was not there anymore, that was it. They did not love God. And they do not love God. Amen. And frankly, if you don't love God, If you don't fulfill the first one, you can't really jump to the second one. He says, this is the first and the great. So you cannot jump to the second one. And that is why many people who claim to love their neighbor without loving God, that relationship doesn't last long. When a person does not love God, he cannot love his wife. He cannot love his husband. Or her husband. Whichever. (laughs) These days you have to be careful. (laughs) Because the other day I was at work and then there was a patient and they kept saying his husband is the proxy. Meaning his husband is the decision maker for him as a wedding. I'm talking about Mr. This. He said, yes, his husband, and the person who was telling me was very comfortable to tell me that his husband, he said, his husband will come this afternoon. And lo and behold, (laughs) his husband came. 
What a shock. Amen. So the greatest commandment is to love God. Therefore, keeping this great commandment is great accomplishment. Hallelujah. If you love God, it's a great accomplishment because you have accomplished the great commandment. You have fulfilled a very great commandment. Hallelujah. It would definitely be a great achievement if you can keep a great commandment. Isn't that so? So the great commandment to is the most important commandment to all believers. To all believers. The great commandment is to love the Lord your God. Hallelujah. With not just loving, but with all your heart, with all your might, all your soul, and all your strength. If you read Luke also. Amen. So those of you who love God, it's a great achievement. And I'm going to explain to you, I'm going to give you seven reasons why it is a great achievement to love God. How many of you want to know? So number one, the first reason, loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot see. It's a great achievement because you are loving someone that you cannot see. Now think about the people you can see and how difficult it is to love them. Even the people you can see. It is not easy to love people. How many of you can agree with me that it's not easy to love people? The breakup of relationships, the difficult people, people that you love and they cannot receive your love. Aren't there people who claim that they love you but you really cannot feel their love? They say they love you, but you can't feel their love. So loving someone is not as easy as it may seem. It is that difficult to love someone that you cannot see. How, if that is that difficult, how much more difficult will it be to love someone that you cannot see? If it is difficult to love people that you can see, then how easier would it be to love a God that you cannot see? Hallelujah. Amen. And then not only that, he says in Isaiah 45 verse 15, he says, he's a God that hides himself. (laughs) He hides himself. Amen. That you cannot see him. Hallelujah. So many Christians sing, I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. But they don't love God. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't love God because it is not easy to love a God that you cannot see. In John chapter 14 and verse 8, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. Show us the Father. Show us the Father. We are following you. You are doing all these miracles and you're talking about the Father and the Father in you. You are in the Father. The Father is here. You are here. The Father, you hear the Father. Show us the Father. Show us and then we'll believe. It will be enough. Isn't that so? If you were to see the Father, wouldn't that be enough? But Jesus didn't bother. He says, he said, Philip, I've been with you all this while. All this while I've been with you. And you don't know the father? If you have seen me, you have seen the father. That's all. That's all you get. 
So even them that were seeing Jesus and the miracles, they still were yearning to see the Father. So it's not easy to love someone that you cannot see. Hallelujah. The second reason is loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot hear. Joe, to love someone that you cannot hear. Amen. Can you imagine what it is like to love someone who does not speak back to you? He does not speak a word back to you. Can you imagine what it is like to love someone that you talk to and he doesn't respond? Amen. Think about the people who say, I love you. They say, I love you. How difficult it is to maintain relationship with people who have already said, I love you. You have heard them clearly. And they say, I love you. Didn't I say that I love you? I love you. Read my lips. I love you. And it's still difficult to love people like that. Amen. So loving God involves speaking to someone who does not say a word back to you. Hallelujah. He does not say a word back to you. You can wait on him, talk to him from 3.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Continue to talk and talk and talk and he will not say a word back to you. You say, let us thank God. And you thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. And he will not say you are welcome. He will not say a word to you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Let us praise him. And then you praise him, sing, praise him, cry. He will not even wipe your face. You can cry. You will not hear a word from him. Then you begin, let's ask for forgiveness. And you are not sure if he has forgiven you or he has forgiven you. He won't say, okay, I've forgiven you. Move on to the next topic. And then you just take another scripture. He says this. And so let's say, let's pray. He says, if you confess your sins, so you confess your sins. And then you can't hear, you can't hear anything from him. It's not easy to love someone who does not speak to you. Hallelujah. How do you love someone as you keep talking and the person is not talking? Patrick, how do you love a person like that? How do you keep on talking to someone who does not speak back to you? And this is one of the reasons why many people don't like praying. Are you listening to me? This is the reason why many people don't like praying. And that is the reason why many people, when you start praying, you forget. Have you not, has it not happened to you before? That you forget that you were praying. And some other thoughts, because you see, you want a response. So some other thought comes to you, you direct your attention to that. You want to hear something. So even if you are praying, you are driving, you are praying, or you are home, you are praying, and somebody makes noise, your mind goes there. Because you want to hear something. But this God doesn't speak to you. So it's a great achievement to love God. To love someone who you talk to 
and does not speak back to you. Hallelujah. Many people do not maintain their relationship because they do not communicate enough. Amen. Usually, communication is what sustains relationship. Hallelujah. Communication sustains relationship. So, when two people who claim to love themselves get separated and they don't communicate, the love weighs down. It wanes and it dries up. Hallelujah. So, to love God and to talk to him when he doesn't respond back, if you are not on fire and with zeal and understand him, the love will wane and you will stop talking to him. And that is the reason why many people who are on fire, you're born again, you're on fire praying. At some point, you stop praying. You say, this God. Talk, 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 talk. He doesn't talk. So loving God is a great achievement if you love God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine what it is like to love someone who does not communicate at all in word or in writing? He doesn't communicate. No communication whatsoever. So to love God who does not say a word back to you is a great achievement. Clap for yourselves. You say you love God. Hmm. Amen. No sign language. Nothing. Hallelujah. God does not speak and you are talking. You are waiting on him and you are, you, you are, you, you are listening and waiting to hear. To hear him. Sometimes you can wait on him. Even you are preparing a message to preach to his people. And you are waiting on him and waiting on him and and he will not speak. Hey! (laughs) That is why many people find it very difficult to pray. Hallelujah. You find prophets and priests, pastors, not sure what they are hearing. You are not sure. Is that the word? Is that God speaking? You are not sure. Amen. Even powerful people like Paul. Powerful people like, look at what he said in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12. He says, now we see things NLT, the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12. He says, now we see things imperfectly. It's imperfect. Like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Now as we wait on the Lord, we see things imperfectly. Like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But when we see everything with perfect clarity, all that I know now is partial and incomplete. That's it. It is incomplete and it's partial. You cannot be certain. Because he's not speaking clearly to you. That is why it was not easy for Miriam and Aaron. When they were talking about Moses. He says, for Moses, he said, even those, I don't, I don't speak clear. He said, for Moses, there's no, there's, there, I speak to him mouth to mouth. So Moses was not an easy prophet. Are you listening to me? He was not an easy prophet. He said, we know partly, not completely, but then 
I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. That is when we see him face to face. That is when we will hear clearly. Amen. So sometimes the people who regularly, they say, oh, God said to me, I heard God clearly. Every day, God said to me. Every day, God said to me. God said to me. God said what? Even Apostle Paul. So be careful. This God said to me, you know, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me to tell you this. The Lord said to tell you this. Be careful. Whose voice you are hearing? Are you listening? Yeah. So it is not easy. It's a great achievement to love God because loving God involves loving someone who does not, who cannot hear. The third one, loving God is a great achievement because loving God is to love someone you cannot feel. Loving someone you cannot feel. How many of you like feelings? Hey! If you love someone, you want to feel the person. You want to feel something. Hallelujah. So loving someone often involves having nice feelings about that person. Most of the people who say, I love you, and who desperately want to get married, are experiencing some kind of feelings. Amen. It is when these feelings wane, when these feelings go away, that people break up their relationships. They are loving because there's a feeling. There's a feeling. It is difficult to have feelings in relations to God. Can you imagine what it is like to love a God whom you cannot feel, you cannot touch, or you cannot sense? Hallelujah. That is why it's a great achievement to love God. Amen. It's a great accomplishment to love God. Amen. That is why when you are praying, You see, you want to feel God. When you are praying, you want to feel him. And then you are praying and sometimes somebody passes by and some wind blows you. And then, hey, (laughs) did I I feel him? (laughs) Have you experienced that before? And then some heat, you say, I'm not sure. I, I thought I felt some heat because you want to feel him. You want to feel him. It's not easy, I tell you. You say you love God. It's not easy. Kwame, it's not easy. That's why we close our eyes. We want to feel something. We want to, because if you open your eyes, you are seeing all these people. You want to feel something. During the, during the time that we were having Zoom services, someone called me. A lady called me and says, where is our church address? And I said, well, because of the pandemic, we are not having services now. But we are having Zoom services. So I can give you, I can send you the Zoom link. You say, oh, no, no, no. I want to be there so that the pastor will touch me. <laughs> I want the pastor to touch me. Amen. That is why when we are praying, you want, you want to be touched. You see, you want to, t- you want to be touched. You want to feel something. Are you listening to me? 
That is why this pandemic has come and we can't pray for people, we can't lay hands. But the Lord that we serve, you can't feel him, but he's with you. I said, you can't feel him, but he's with you. Amen. You can't sense him, but he's with you. But he is also sensible. He can sense, and you can sense him also. And you can feel his touch also. Hallelujah. But it takes real love for God, which we will come to. Amen. The next one, loving God is a great achievement because you cannot love God the way you love man. Amen. You cannot love God the way you love man. How do you know when someone loves you? Perhaps they will say, I love you. Perhaps they will send you love notes. Isn't that so? Or they will go for walks with you. They will take you for walks, hand in hand. They will hold your hand. Or they will send you gifts. Isn't that so? Or they will speak kindly of you. They chat with you. They say nice things to you. They sing your praises. Or they send you flowers. When someone says, I love you, then they send you a card, for instance. Isn't that so? They comment on your nice clothes. They comment on your nice hair. They say how handsome or how beautiful you are, and so on. Isn't that so? Unfortunately, you cannot go for walks with God. You cannot send him love notes. You cannot comment on his hair. (laughs) Amen. You cannot comment on his clothes or his looks. Hallelujah. That is the God that you love. So somebody will say, you are beautiful beyond description. What description are you talking about? Seriously. To marvelous forward. Isn't that so? You, you can't describe because you, 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 you're trying to love God. To wonderful for comprehension. Isn't that so? It's beyond your mind, beyond your understanding. It's beyond your description. Amen. You cannot, you cannot describe. So you are giving him all these accolades. Isn't that so? But you cannot love God the same way you love man. Singing songs like this to God doesn't mean that you love him. Telling him that he's he's beautiful beyond comprehension does not mean that you love him. Amen. Are you listening to me? Telling him about his majesty does not mean that you love him. Hallelujah. You cannot love God the same way you love man. Number five, loving God is a great accomplishment because God is great and you are nothing. God is great and you are nothing. It is not easy to relate with a great person. It is not easy to chat with a great person. Have you not noticed that? It is not easy to relate with a great person. Either he will feel that you want something from him. You are relating with him because you want something from him. And God also may feel like that. And you will feel like that. Because God is so great. Amen. It is not easy to know what to say. 
how difficult it is to relate with a great, the greatest person of all, Almighty God. How could you even attempt to chat with Almighty God who knows everything about everything? What are you going to talk to him about? He says before you even start praying, he knows. Amen. So it is not easy to maintain a discussion with Almighty God. What is even more difficult is the silence that comes from the Almighty God. Silence often makes you feel stupid. When you're talking to someone and the person is silent, it makes you feel stupid. Amen. You may feel more and more uncomfortable and insignificant in the presence of a great person. Indeed, the greatness of God can be a stumbling block to your relationship with the Father. Say amen. Amen. So when you are relating with God and you are praising him and you are praying to him, you are talking to him, you are giving him all these descriptions about his beauty and you know, you may also feel like, I hope God doesn't think that I need something from him. You know? Because when you are relating with a great person, that is in the back of your mind. You are thinking what they, you are thinking that they are thinking this. Amen. Amen. Number six, loving God is a great achievement because God is holy and you know you are not. You know you are not holy. As we get closer to God, we sense unworthiness, wretchedness, and corruption in our lives. Anyone who has an encounter with God will know how unworthy, wretched, and sinful he is when he approaches God. Most of us feel unworthy and unlovable in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. So you are not sure. And relationships break down when one party feels inferior. When you feel inferior, it is a very dangerous thing. When you are relating with someone and there is an inferiority complex, it is very dangerous. The person always second guess you. Amen. Whatever you say, the person is thinking something else because of the inferiority complex. You say, I love you, and many assurances do not work on people with inferiority complex. So to relate happily and love God properly, you must overcome the inferiority complex that you have because of your sins. You must overcome it. You must accept that you are forgiven. You must accept that everything in the past is washed away by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Another obstacle in loving God is that you are always confessing your sins. Confessing your sins that you know you will commit again. You know that this sin you are going to commit again. And you are confessing the sin. So you are wondering, is he really going to forgive me or he's not? Because as it is, you know you are going to commit the sin again. You just confess your sins. Lord, forgive me. I wasn't sick, but I called my job and I said I was sick. I lied. And you know you will do it again. But you are asking for confession. You are asking for forgiveness. So you are wondering already, would he forgive you? Because he knows already that you are going to commit this sin again. Amen. You keep coming back to the same sins. And it makes you wonder if God takes you seriously. You wonder. Amen. 
So it's not easy to love God. Hallelujah. When God is so great and we are this inferior. Amen. And then number seven. Are you ready for number seven? The last one. Loving God is a great achievement because God's love language is obedience. God's love language is what? Church, I could not hear you. God's love language is what? God's love language is not I love you. God's love language is not your majesty. God's love language is not your beauty is beyond description. Amen. God's love language is obedience. Hallelujah. John chapter 14 and verse 21. Very powerful scripture that every Christian must pay heed. Very, very powerful scripture. John 14 and verse 21. Do we have the scripture? I want us all to read this scripture together. One, two, three, go. Amen. <laughs> wow. It says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. Every word that is here is very important. He that hath my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Hallelujah. Wow. He that hath my commandment and keeps them. The one who has my commandments and keeps my commandment. He is this that loves me. Hallelujah. That is a person who loves me. You may do all kinds of things to show God. That you love him. You may do so many things to show God that you love him. But you see, you have to love someone. Not how you expect the person to feel love. You have to love someone by the way the person says you should love him. Are you listening to me? You don't understand the message properly. You see, you cannot love a person and say that I do all these things so it means I love you. I cook for you. I wash your clothes. I support you financially. I help you. What else? I do all of these things. I buy you flowers. I buy you cards. I remember your birthday. What else? I remember Valentine's Day. I give you gifts. I do all these things. And to to me, it means I love you. But the person says, you don't love me. Are you listening to me? 
So you see, when you are living with a person or when you are relating with a person, you have to pay heed to what the person says it shows love to him or to her. Are you listening? When you are not paying attention to what the person says are important things to him or to her, you are not loving the person. You are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. Are you listening? When you are not doing exactly what the person says, these are things that show that you love me, and you go on doing all kinds of things, sometimes very difficult things, hard things, expensive things. But the person says, you don't love me, and you can't understand. God says, the way you show that you love me is that you have my commandments and you keep them. Simple. Nothing else. Don't do anything else. If you have my commandments and you keep them, you obey my commandments, it's a sure sign that you love me. Steve, this is God. You cannot define for God, I do this for you so it shows that I love you. Amen. Amen. So God is saying your obedience to his commandments is indication that you love him. Your obedience to his commandments is indication that you love him. Having faith in him, having faith in God, is not the same as loving him. It's one of them. Are you listening? Because he says, have faith in me. It is his commandment. But just that you have faith and you have faith and you have faith in God and not obey the other commandments is not a sign that you love God. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Abraham had faith in God. He had faith in God. He walked with God. He followed God. He did so many things to show that he loves God. He sacrificed his family, moved his family from his home country to follow God to a place that he didn't know. But it's not until when he obeyed the commandment to sacrifice Isaac. And then God says, now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Are you listening? He says, the person who loves me is the one who shows love to me. The person who obeys my commandment. The person who shows love to me is the one who obeys my commandment. Do you obey the commandments of God? Hallelujah. If you cannot obey his commandments, you do not love him. Are you listening? If you do not obey the commandments of God, you do not love him. A pastor who sleeps with church members and preaches powerfully does not love God. A pastor who sleeps with church members and lays hands on people and they are healed and they are fallen does not love God. Are you listening? A shepherd who is chasing the sheep, blowing the sheep, does not love God. Does not love God. Though you bring the sheep to church, 
back and take the sheep, drive the sheep home, pick the sheep, and do all kinds of things. You do not love God. You do not love God. Hallelujah. Amen. A church member who does not obey his pastor. Are you listening? You do not love God. You didn't hear me. I said a church member who does not obey his pastor. Because his commandment is that obey them that have rule over you. That is his commandment. He says, he that hath my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. A church member who does not obey his command. And you know, his pastors are his representatives. And then he says, obey them. What they tell you to do, do. Do you obey your pastor? When your pastor says, turn your microphone on, do you hear him? Do you obey your pastor? And you say you love God. Everyone, lift up your hands, those who say you love God. Let me see by show of hands. You love God. The pastor says, everyone rise up, walk your prayer path, walk, and you are sitting down. Do you love God? Do you love God? Do you love God? He says, he that had my commandment, he that had my commandment, he it is that loveth me. Amen. He says, bring in all your tithe into the storehouse. Do you pay your tithe? Do you pay your tithe? You don't pay your tithe. What you bring is not your tithe. Amen. What you bring is not your tithe. You know that. So don't say you love God. He says the one who loves me is the one who has my commandment and keeps them. Hallelujah. That is the one who loves me. Do you give offerings? He said, bring ye all the tithe and offerings. Do you bring offerings? Amen. He said, forsake not the assembling of the brethren. Do you forsake the gathering, the assembling of the brethren? He says, come to church. Do you come to church? You don't. But you say you love God. It's not easy to love God. Hallelujah. I say, it's not easy to love God. He says, the one who loves me is the one who keeps my commandments. Simple. Simple. To sing beautiful songs to God does not mean that you love him. To be in the choir does not mean that you love God. Amen. To drive long distance to come to church does not mean that you love God. The one who loves me is the one who keeps my commandment. The one who loves me is the one who keeps my commandment. That is why it is not easy to love God. That is why we can attempt to love God. Hallelujah. We can attempt to love God. And I encourage everyone to attempt to love God. That means attempt to obey the commandments of God. Attempt to not lie. Attempt not to tell a lie. Attempt. It is too easy to tell a lie. It means you don't love God. Amen. And I tell you, anyone who does not love God, he cannot love his neighbor. You don't love God, you cannot love your wife. 
You don't love God, you cannot love your husband. I'm telling you. Amen. You may feel something, but it's not love. Amen. Because he says, are you listening? He says, he that hath my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself in him. You can never manifest love if the love of God is not in you. You cannot. So this, I love you, dear. Honey, I love you, you know, with all my heart. We are in this together. I will die for you. You do not love God. You don't love that person. Are you listening? If you don't love God, because the only way love, he says God is love. And everyone that loveth knoweth God. If you don't know God, if you don't love him, if you don't keep his commandments, you do not love him and he does not manifest love in you. Amen. Amen. Your pastor instructs you, do this, you won't do it. Come, wait, you won't wait. You say you love God. Faith is not the same as loving God. Hope is not the same as loving God. That is why in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13, he says, and now, these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. If you love God, all the other things, he says, upon this hang all the laws and the prophets. Upon this, if you love God, everything else. Everything. If you love God, you will love the church. If you love God, you will love your neighbor. If you love God, you will not steal. If you love God, you will not lie. Because loving God means obeying the commandments. Having the commandments and keeping them. Hallelujah. So, church, I want to exhort you to attempt to love God. Purpose in your heart from today that you will attempt to love God. You will attempt to obey every commandment. You will attempt to refrain from sin. You will attempt to keep yourself away from sin. That is how it shows God that you love him. Not that you cry unto him. You can cry and cry and worship and cry. And when we see you, we see that someone who is in love with God. But you don't obey the commandments. You are an adulterer. You are a fornicator. You are a thief. You are a liar. Just last Monday, you called in sick when you are not sick. Were you sick? Were you sick? It snowed. You did. That's why you called in sick. And you didn't tell them that because of the snow, you are not coming. You say, I'm sick. Is that true? Was that true? Anyway, 
put your hands together for the Lord. We want to pause here and then we will continue. I want you to stand up just for a few minutes. Let us pray and ask God to give us the grace to obey his commandments. The grace to obey his commandments. Lift up your voice and pray for a few minutes. Pray and ask God to help you to love him, to obey his commandments, to keep his commandments in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, help us. Speak in tongues. Ask the Lord to obey his commandment, to keep his commandment. He said, he that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He it is that loveth me. Lord, help us to keep your commandments. Help us, Lord, to have your commandments and to keep them. To have your commandments that we will every day read about your commandments to have them. And we will keep them as you instruct us, as you command us. Lord, give us the grace to obey them. It is in our hearts to love you. Lord, we did not know how to love you. We thought singing to you means loving you. We thought coming to church means loving you. We thought giving you offerings means loving you. We thought paying our tithe means loving you. But today, oh God, we know, oh Lord, that when we keep your commandments, that is how it shows we love you. Help us, Lord. Keep your commandments and to obey your commandments in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this great revelation. Lord, we purpose in our hearts today that we will love you. We want to have your commandments and we want to keep your commandments. Therefore, Lord, give us the grace to daily load our lives with your commandments and to keep them in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to obey your commandments. Help us, Lord, to follow you, to obey your commandments, to do as you you tell us, to do as you command us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for drawing us this close. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give everyone who is here an opportunity to give your life to Christ. You are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my master, as my savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Is there anyone? Why don't you all join me and say this prayer and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me, thank you for loving me, and giving your only son to die for me. Giving your only son to die for me. Father, Father, I come before you, I come before you with, all my sins, with all my sins, with heart of repentance. With heart of repentance. Forgive me of my sins. Me of my I have disobeyed you. I have disobeyed you. I have disobeyed your commandments. Lord, give me this chance again. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Today, I purpose in my heart to serve you, to love you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. 
we believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.